I'm Maddie. Whoa. Oh my God. What? Okay, what sorry. Just happened? <laughs> it was Avalanche. She was here. Uh, okay, let's start oh, that I again. I forgot about Avalanche. Anyway, I'm Maddie. <laughs> I'm Ryan. And this is The Mutant Ages, a show where we review every adaptation of the X-Men and talk about how gay all of them are. <laughs> and we're still watching X-Men, the animated series. I like how we're just not, we're not even going to glaze over the fact that that's what this show has become. Nope, that's the intro now. That's what it's going to be. I've decided it. I, anytime I say it, that's what it's going to be. And I, you can say whatever you want when it's well. It's, a, it's like which X Men are gay and which X Men did Wolverine Bane this week. And then, as an afterthought, we review a piece of X Men media. <laughs> <laughs> we're we like, oh yeah. Stuff. Back when we were young, we experienced a change. We felt a power grow in us, both wonderful and strange. You know the uh, source material is yeah. actually uh, from a comic book, uh-huh. and they're definitely gay there. <laughs> they're definitely gay there. They're definitely gay on X Men the animated series, which we're still watching. And now we're all the way up to season five. We're watching yep. a little episode called "A Deal with the Devil," which Wolverine's pretty gay in, and that is about it when it comes. To when stuff I saw the title of this, yeah, when I saw the title of this episode, I thought. It was going to somehow be related to Nightcrawler. It's oh, not. Yeah. Nope. Nope. You know, I didn't know who it was going to be related to. I would not have chosen Omega Red. Like, if you had given me a list of, of characters <laughs> that I thought would be in an episode called A Deal with the Devil, Omega Red would not have even been on that list. I would have been like, that's nothing. That's never going to be that guy. But for some reason, Omega Red is back, which I guess means we need to do it previously on the X-Men to explain who the fuck that guy is. Oh, okay. Is. I'm ready. I'm ready. Okay. Previously great. on the X-Men. Uh, oh wait, I have to continue that part. Long pause. <laughs> Long pause. Okay, Long so the pause last while time we both we... remember who he is. <laughs> yeah, I mean the last time we saw Omega Red was in it was like a flashback episode, wasn't it? Or I, I think what you're thinking of is the episode where Wolverine has the Weapon X flashbacks a thousand times, yeah, and, and he, he thinks goes of to Omega like Red, the play set with Sabretooth, and he's just like having a meltdown with Sabretooth over and over, and Beast is just in the background, like uh, yeah, you're right. That was go? a confusing episode in I my think defense. Omega Red. I think Omega Red makes an appearance in that episode. As, like, he does. A okay, hold on. We're going to start over. So, previously <laughs> on the X-Men, 
Russia has been completely destroyed. It is on fire. It is a wasteland, and it's been destroyed by one robot man. One (laughs) robot man that wields tentacles destroyed the entire country. This giant fucking country was destroyed by Omega Red. It's just straight up gone, and it's never really been fully addressed on this show, but apparently in this version of the world, not only did the Cold War happen, the Russian side of it had this one weapon that was like beyond just the nuclear arsenal that they were building they also had this guy omega red who is a robot tentacle man who used to be human at one time but who even cares anymore now he's made out of metal and he's basically indestructible and has any power that this show feels like giving him well i mean honestly i was reading his wikipedia page and he does have like a thousand powers but it's just ridiculous is he immune to like nuclear radioactivity like he is in this episode is that one i of mean his it didn't say that on there but it he may, does have well, it. that's something he can do okay in this. well actually here's the thing is that his whole thing is that his tentacles here's a fun thing i'm just gonna bl- talk about this now because it's yeah, not, not talked about in the episode and i'm just gonna skip ahead a little and explain that his tentacles uh are made of this like other Metal, metal i think it's car- carbon medium carbon medium i don't know i wrote it down somewhere yeah, it's Let me like just... an invented metal i think no i have it it's carbon adium and it's supposed to be like russia's spin <clears throat> on adamantium got it and it is the thing is that they gave like... him these like tentacles that are super destructive but those tentacles also are constantly poisoning him so they give him this power to use his tentacles to drain life forces out of other people, which he doesn't do in this episode, but he did in the last episode. But here's the other thing in response to your, is he immune to nuclear radiation? So he also has a healing factor. So I'm like, well, which one is it? You know, (laughs) that's really funny because he does a way better job than Logan does in this episode at, dealing with the dangerous situation that they're in so i guess the supposition there is that he's stronger than wolverine which okay that's fine i mean sure i mean he's like he makes it a point to put wolverine in bondage as many times as possible but don't worry he's also in bondage as many times as possible in this everyone's just in bondage this is a bondage episode and that's pretty much it this it episode, is. nothing happens. There's like a lot of flying vehicles around. It feels around. like a fan fiction. It feels all the more like a fan fiction because the premise of the episode is so thin. Like there's and it's really also no like an absurd premise. I know it you're is. right. It really does. And that's a good way to put it. It does feel like a fan fiction. Because it's all just this one setup in order to get Omega Red and Logan into a room where they can tie each other up. And like, that's kind of it. Like, there's I there's mean, other characters who are there also getting tied up. But like, it doesn't really feel like any of that matters. And like, the reason what leads up to that doesn't matter. It, no, it doesn't. It's very strange. The so, episode is basically a skip. I enjoyed it more than Ryan did because I think I was just in a better mood when I watched it, but I'm not going to pretend it's a good episode at all. It's really it's, not. I mean, I, watch it. I just remember this episode when I was younger and being bored by it. And then I was like, all right, we'll come into it with a critical lens. Yeah. And I was still bored by it. I was yeah, like, oh my God. Sometimes child Ryan was correct about this show. And like the episode <laughs> that you remember being really boring actually was really boring. Yeah, child Ryan also said there was a lot of tentacles in that has also turned out to be very true. Okay, you know, so I, maybe you were just remembering this episode. I mean, you could have been remembering any other episode of the show. I don't but know. There's been a lot of tentacles at this point. I know is... there's a lot of tentacles in this too. Just tentacles everywhere. I'm into it now. So I have a okay. Before we even proceed <laughs> forward, I just want to say 
I would love to see some sort of expansion on the version of the world that X-Men the Animated yes. Series has created. And if it actually stuck to what it has set up for itself and like somebody just wrote like an extensive universe. Because according to this, New York City is this gorgeous technologically proficient in the 90s. Yeah. Yes. New York has it all. Everything's in New York City. Okay, but, but then you go to France, <laughs> and France they still have fucking wagons. In Germany Just they live in barrows, no actual right. vehicles. No, in Germany they live in castles. They yeah. don't in little villages, and they dress like it's like the eighteen hundreds. Ski chalets. There's ski chalets. And yeah, there's, there's, a, there's a ski chalet that runs into a castle. And then there's Louisiana. Yeah, <laughs> Louisiana has some crazy. Like, there isn't even civilization there. It's just shacks with, like, swamps and magic. And Same goes for Alaska, by the way. Any other state in the, in the United States or really okay, any other Okay, but location. in Alaska, they're still living in igloos. Yes, And also, okay, but I like that, uh, according to this show, Louisiana is governed by some sort of, like, magical deity that, yeah, <laughs> that appears out of the swamp like a one zelda of character great episodes if you haven't right. gone back and listened to that one the, oh the i know classic and then, butter dish app. yeah i know and then in japan they also it's like feudal japan, japan it's feudal times but they have motorcycles anyway the point is this show's kind of xenophobic in a few ways and it but is not even though again. because then if it goes i know when they go down to the south to get cannonball it's like they only work in mines like that's all the of towns yeah, are there are mines it's is crazy like a classic thing where the show will come up with basically one signifier for a certain area and that signifier will be will be based on like it's a small world after all like it, we've we've gone over this a thousand times <laughs> right, this is right. another episode where now the signifier for russia which they uh, they basically just refer to the place they show as the former soviet union which that could refer to russia it could refer to other countries but basically this episode starts out in the siberian wasteland or somewhere some some mountains the caucasus mountains in russia or whatever i wrote and cox like, mountains yeah it's in the cock mountains the cock and, mountain mr sinister lives there and mr Sinister's not in this episode i fucking <laughs> wish no so there's a bunch of tents and there's a bunch of guys who are dressed like santa claus which basically means they're wearing red jumpsuits with like white fur lining and and they i think they're actually americans right it took me a really long time to figure out what the fuck i know i actually on. don't think they are i think they're russia now right no because, because it's it went because the later, soviet union way later the colonel tells omega red that the cold war is over and we won and i think he says we oh you're right he did do that who the fuck are these people okay here's the problem <laughs> none of these characters are introduced and they don't say what country they're from or we just have to get doing or like like why are they doing this what was the point of them digging up omega red so, i don't even know so i'm just screaming at the microphone i apologize to everybody that has their headphones in right now but what the fuck i know <laughs> it's not ever going to be explained so these guys who i believe are american military again it's not going to tell us but just through the shitty context clues in this episode i think that's who they're supposed to be so they dig up omega red and there's this one guy who's only referred to as the colonel and he's in charge and we never get a full name on this guy but 
he directs everybody to dig Omega Red out and everybody's like, maybe we shouldn't dig this guy up. The last time this guy thought out, he tore a small country in half in less than a week, at which point I wrote down, okay. Russia is not a small country. Uh, that's what I, okay, guys. <laughs> I was going to say the same thing. I was like, uh, not really. <laughs> I mean, are we retconning this so that now he like tore apart some <laughs> well, other country well, or what? I, you know what? I, I really need to make the x-men the animated series version of, history, of the world, world map history you know it's like it's like russia is decimated but it's also just like a small part of china yeah. like i don't even know <laughs> i don't know and so then the colonel goes get the restraints we're not going to make the same mistakes the soviets did this living weapon has a job to do and then they show us omega red's face he's stuck in this this ice um i guess we should also note that the reason why he's stuck in that ice is because storm put him there the last time they fought him storm created a blizzard she oh, froze him oh my god i forgot that's what happened i was wondering why omega so, red was so hung up on storm in this well, i was like what's kind, the problem that is why storm and wolverine even are there at all is because they're the ones who put him in the ice block that's it. I think I didn't even remember it's that okay. because it the does, last time we really did this, matter? I also didn't like, care. Does it really no, matter? It's like, oh, well, that was like a double whammy for me because it was both like this shitty version of Colossus and Omega Red, yes. and I, like I was like not invested in that episode, that episode at all. That episode was shit, but. At the at the end of it, Wolverine does his little special acrobatic leg trick around Omega Red's neck, I believe, while Storm is freezing him to death. I'm pretty sure that was how that episode finally ended. And so Omega Red got encased safely for the planet in a block of ice, and for truly no reason at all. <laughs> the Americans dig him up again. Some group of American military personnel are going off the grid here, don't seem to have permission from anyone to do this, are just digging omega red up for no reason no reason at all okay also fun fact there's the colonel and then there's all these other side characters that were from the colonel yeah and all of them are voiced by scott summers wow yeah like all of them <laughs> i just thought they like, sounded they like all... scott but if they're actually voiced by scott that's even funnier they probably are it is it's like yeah i mean they weren't gonna pay somebody else they just were like hey can you like read these lines you're not even in the episode yeah. and he was like yeah i want a paycheck yeah. you know <laughs> also the colonel refers to all of his assistants as sailor so i guess they're the u.s navy which again i don't i thought that part was kind of gay yeah, i was like huh. it's super gay but i mean they're in the navy because there's a submarine involved spoilers for nothing that's going to happen so then we go right. to a naval base that is like on an island which i'm not sure if it's pearl harbor or not but they refer to pearl harbor enough times in this episode that i was like maybe that's where the naval base is that they're supposed to be sure there's really bad signposting in this episode anyway inside this naval base they have kidnapped omega red and the colonel is questioning him and he's like we're gonna make you an offer and Omega Red is like, I do not make deals with imperialists. I was created to fight your kind. And then the colonel's like, that war is over. We won, which is when I was like, okay, I guess these guys are Americans. And he's oh, yeah, like, right. We're like, okay. But you have unique knowledge and abilities we need. And Omega Red is like, why the fuck would I even talk to you? And then the colonel says that they can make him human again because medical science wow, I'm glad you wrote so all this much. down because I wrote down I wrote all I wrote down was military man is like blah 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 <laughs> get this nuclear submarine out of Pearl Harbor yes, why is this boring that's, that's what I wrote down he says um for some reason Omega Red agrees to this which is very implausible and then the colonel is like Great, well so I mean I think this is the only part that does make sense is Omega Red because he's in bondage right now he's yes. he's trapped and so Omega's like like okay sure well, it, i will it made get out more sense to me once i realized later he was going to double cross them which is what logan keeps oh, yeah. saying he's gonna do and for some reason no one believes him but for the moment i know that's crazy to me i know i know 
it's it's also Omega Red's motivations in this don't make any kind of sense. By the way, really don't in the comic book. Like he, his whole character is he's trying to get this like piece of equipment that's gonna keep him from dying, and that's why he's like crazy. And And this, he's just like he's doing the apocalypse thing where he's like everyone should just die because I love nuclear war. Like what? Okay, we haven't (laughs) even gotten there yet, but that is eventually what his turn is gonna be. Is that Omega Red will just turn on everybody and be like, I want to kill everyone. Yeah, I like I'm just jumping ahead. Well, because there's no plot. Why? There's nothing to jump (laughs) over. But well, there we go. That's the whole episode. Goodbye, everyone. See you next time. (laughs) If only. If only. Allow me. Allow me to continue summarizing the lack of plot that is going to happen here. So the Colonel puts Omega Red on a mission, which is that there's a submarine that has a bunch of Soviet nuclear warheads in it and they're unstable and it's just at the bottom of the ocean i don't know why they need to dig it up like this is the part of it i don't, I don't really get like just i don't okay well i mean well i think they're worried maybe they'll blow up or something but this whole thing is like a one-man suicide squad story basically it is i mean because they're like we're gonna send omega red down to this submarine and he's gonna disarm the warheads for us which why why would he do that why <laughs> not have say the avengers do this or literally anyone else other than yeah that's a good point the character who was working with the soviet union when it existed and was that's actually really true oh wait yeah there was that girl what was it was her name i don't remember remember but she was like an avenger wasn't she yeah she there's other why aren't they sending captain america down there or captain marvel like any oh wait wait, actually no carol danvers is actually in a coma coma that has actually been confirmed but you know what call rogue up see if rogue can go down i know well it turns well you know we'll get there (laughs) but i do have a point to make that like According to X-Men, the animated series, the only people who ever intervene with any of these worldwide crises are the X-Men, right. who are, at, at best, freedom fighters. And then it's like, okay, well, maybe in this universe, the Avengers don't exist. Maybe, but we've but we seen Black do. Panther. We've seen Spider-Man. We've seen captain marvel but she's been in, in a, a coma but we know you see we saw we see the flash forward where the the avengers are bad guys like in that in that alternate future so we know right. they exist i i don't and we saw war machine sense. at one point it's it's very strange it's like where are the avengers yeah. like this is their shit right here I mean, this is nothing let, like let's just invent a headcanon here that the colonel was obsessed with omega red for no logical reason and wanted to dig him up on his own because that's the only explanation here okay but sure but so then why didn't professor xavier be like here let me quickly call the avengers or logan yeah you know i don't well okay wait hold on i know the avengers are there because later in season five there's a whole episode dedicated to captain america well we're gonna get to that and maybe that episode will be captain america going why the fuck didn't you guys call me for that submarine <laughs> shit <laughs> Which, honestly, that'd be really captain funny america should be asking that because this whole episode seems like it's his domain but anyway it doesn't matter the colonel tells omega red <laughs> about this submarine and he's like the reactor and its warheads are concerning to us and since you can survive any radioactive radioactive toxicity you and you know the soviet security codes we're gonna send you in and that this is when i was like what the soviets just use the same fucking password for every single thing they had and that's the only reason yeah we it's need pico one yeah it's pico <laughs> one and only omega red knows the password <laughs> 
password. So he needs to go down there. <laughs> can you imagine them being like, oh my god, Red, can you figure out this very Complex intense password? And he's, he's like, like P-I-K-A-1. Should we even explain that? No, I don't even know. Okay, it was Ryan's password to AOL when we were teenagers. That can be the extent of the explanation. It's not anymore, don't worry, but it is funny that I thought that was a password. Anyway, I am the reason why we when you try to sign up for a password now they make you put like an uppercase and a lowercase and three numbers because and like a syllable. Putting Pika one is his password, <laughs> and then getting hacked. I'm sure what it was. Anyway, um, so Omega Red straight up is like, why would you guys trust me to do any of this? And the Colonel's like, we don't. You've been implanted with a sealed vial of liquid nitrogen and betray us, and we'll just set that baby off, blow you up. Well, so they won't blow him up. The liquid nitrogen just makes him really cold because that's like the only way to stop Omega Red is to just make him. Why cold? would they just try to blow him up? They're, that's just, I mean, if they're going to inject him with this detonator, they may as well put a bomb in him. Well, they don't because they're very, very stupid, as evidenced by the entire rest of this episode. And so Omega, <laughs> Red, Omega Red is like, you know what I really want? I really want Logan and Storm to come with me because of... Okay, but what's really crazy is that they, he says that as if the military even knows who Wolverine or Storm even are. But they do for and some reason. And I don't know. And contact then, them. I know. And then the colonel's like, okie dokie. <laughs> so then we pan over to the X-Men to where Logan this insane conversation happens out. where Wolverine is like, he's like, this... He's like, I'm not doing this. This is fucking bullshit. And he has that line. He goes, who do these spy catchers think they are? Winnie the Pooh? And I was like, what, A, first of all, nice zing there, Logan, if you thought that was it. So also, what does that mean? I think he thought, I think he was saying Omega Red wasn't Winnie the Pooh. It was a weird line, but I was like, why, who was why Winnie, Winnie, the, Winnie Pooh? the Pooh? Like, why is that your go-to? Listen, this is an episode of Kingdom Hearts because now we're in the X-Men level of Kingdom Hearts and I'm summoning Winnie the Pooh right the fuck now. I'm going to play Kingdom Hearts after I'm done tonight. This is That is what just happened. Winnie Thank you for that. Is here. He's also a part of the team. And so, I think. Wait, I'm actually playing Kingdom Hearts right now, and I think I'm in Winnie the Pooh, and I'm like, fuck. Is Wolverine there? The great. What the fuck is that place called? The Wood. It's like Great Acre Wood or something. I don't know. Hundred Acre Wood. Hundred Acre Wood. Anyway. The great. The great Acre Wood. <laughs> That's where Omega Red lives. Anyway, <laughs> Omega Red destroyed it, actually, and he can never go home again. So He's Xavier, the reason why there's nobody in Kingdom Hearts anymore. So Xavier is like, they're fully aware of Wolverine. They also realize what could happen if that submarine's reactor core were to split open. And then Beast is like, plus there's that liquid nitrogen vial that's inside of Omega Red, so it's fine. And Logan is like, Omega Red eats that stuff for breakfast. And Xavier... <laughs> like a Cheerios. And what I wrote down for Xavier is, would you prefer it if I sucked Omega Red's dick instead of you? <laughs> and Logan goes, what? And miss all the no. fun? <laughs> Not a chance. I know he's going to pull something and when he does, okay. I'm going to be ready. Wait, uh, my interpretation of that conversation was Xavier saying, would you prefer if I went as the hostage? And Logan goes, um, no, I want to be tied up and fucked by Omega Red's tentacles. Thank you. I know he wants to pull my cock and I'm ready. <laughs> yeah. 
So Logan didn't want to do this, but he agrees to go anyway. Storm also presumably agrees to go. They I don't know. Storm up. doesn't even seem to have a choice. She, she just kind of shows up and does it. She just kind of goes along with it. And so then the colonel welcomes them to his military base. And he's like, thanks for coming to our stupid shit. And Logan goes, <laughs> you don't have a clue, Bob. And then the colonel just immediately gets really pissed off at Logan and is like, speak when you're spoken to, mister. But like, it never comes back again. Like, there's no reason why I, the I don't know what that's about but logan is logan is ready to literally kill him like he pops his claws and charges and storm grabs him and he's like logan (laughs) we're not murdering military professionals today (laughs) that is not going to help the mutant cause yeah and omega red steps in and he's like don't worry colonel like he keeps pronouncing it that way instead of colonel which i was like (laughs) okay dude and so then he's like i did not expect old wounds to heal easily even for wolverine it's a great irony no a man whose body can heal itself but whose spirit never can and logan is just like quietly seething in the background and like creeping up on him and storms like logan no which she says like i know more times in this episode i know because i make it's all all like oh wolverine's old wounds won't heal with us and i'm like okay but what are they because this is the third time we've seen you and nobody's explained anything so we just have to assume that you're exes because what else do we have there's nothing else i mean all we need to know about the two of them is that they fucked and that like no neither of them is over it and so storm right She's wearing a high ponytail, by the way. She looks great, but she's going to wear a mask for the rest of this episode, an (laughs) oxygen mask, so we're not going to get to see it. But we get to see it for this one second while she's looking into the submarine. And then there's like this is actually a great shot. It is really beautiful where she's looking at the submarine and it's like kind of a long hang on her. And I was like, oh, right. She's claustrophobic. Like, I remember that before they even get to it later, just because this shot lasts for long enough that you're like, no, and they also made it like all hazy to look at because she's looking down and it's starts to get hazy as she looks at it i liked it it's also shot from inside the submarine looking up at her if there's any there's i mean there's some good parts of this episode this is one of them right here it was just that That piece of animation that was really good storytelling yeah yeah and so then like we see a flash forward in time storm is driving the submarine i don't know why she's the only competent one i guess and so logan and omega storm does all the work in this entire episode like none of the credit is truly how this episode goes but that's what happens to her a lot it sucks i know so then logan and omega red are making sexy small talk and he's like logan is like what fairy tale did you tell to make them trust you and omega red's like does it look like they trust me and like motions to his handcuffs because he's like covered in this weird brace oh i know he's like in like bondage casing every part of his body and then logan gets mad about yeah. that and storm's like calm the fuck down because if you do anything if you guys have fight in here it could like break the submarine and then we will all die from the pressure <laughs> yeah. of the water. Yeah, and Omega Red's like, don't worry, Storm. Life is precious to me, at least my own life, which this mission will return to me. I've been promised my own humanity, Wolverine, something you above all others should be able to appreciate. And Logan's like, it can't be done. <laughs> oh, I, I can't even. Once again, Storm is like, Logan, please stop being a fucking bitch. You know how overwhelmed I get about small spaces and you need to stay clear headed because we got to survive this and then i know i mean you know what this is why i love storm is that she could face her fear and be very put together during it like she's so competent considering the extenuating circumstances in this episode i just i think storm is great as a character because it's like okay she knows she's having a massive anxiety attack caused by trauma and fear but she's voicing it and pushing through it and she's well aware that it's an anxiety that is not like actually something that's going to hurt her right in this moment but you know but she's, she's aware it's there she's like the effects of it 
but she communicates it. Mission, I know, I know. I mean, Storm should be the leader of the X Men. Logan is not even keeping his shit together at all. Keeps freaking out. I mean, Logan's just like off the rocker in this, and it's like nobody even knows why. He's just like (laughs) ready to like fight and or get fucked by Omega Red. I kind of get it in the sense that like no one's listening to him, and none of this needed to happen. So in that sense, I'm on his side because like this entire mission didn't need to exist at all. But like, I don't know. (laughs) Well, he's some stupid American made it happen. So Storm contacts Mission Control. They contact Mission Control because they get to the nuclear submarine. Yes. And like Mission Control is all in a sexy voice like, talk gently. (laughs) And then Logan's like, gentle storm. And then she like crashes the submarine into the other submarine. And it was really kind of comical because I was like, don't crash the submarine. And then she she does does it anyway. Yeah. (laughs) And I laughed. It's like so funny. And then I don't even know what's happening here because I know that like Storm's trying to like land the submarine yeah. and dock it correctly. Logan makes a crack about Chernobyl. Like he's like, if they built the sub like they built Chernobyl, we're fucked. And then like Oh, I wasn't even thinking about that. I was thinking about Omega Red and Logan just sitting in the background, like squabbling while Storm's trying to do it's like uh, yeah, they're sitting and bitching at each other. Storm's trying to like carefully land this this <laughs> Right, I know. Of like, why is Storm doing all the work? Logan has no purpose here right now, other than he, to just be a bitch. And I was have like, no purpose in the entire episode. The only reason why Storm and Logan are even there is because Omega Red wants to torture them. That's it. That's the right. only reason they're even at in the, the bottom sub. of the sea. Yeah. And so then the Colonel presses a button dramatically, and then Omega Red's restraints fly off, and he stands up and walks over to the control panel and starts fucking around on there and then the whole submarine powers back on and logan's like yeah. what do you know they ought to use this tub and one of those battery ads with the rabbit because i don't know the submarine i glad you wrote down any of this dialogue because i did not, not i was not, not interested not great like i'm just wrote down what few things happen in the episode because i kept expecting something important to <laughs> yeah, happen there's like three Nothing things that does. happen i think we're halfway through the episode already we are um <laughs> so, <laughs> then the sub like falls off of a weird cliffside that it was on underwater and like skids even further to the bottom of the ocean that doesn't matter by the way like i don't know why they know it doesn't to animate all of this like gorgeous like it's skidding down the ocean floor i was like okay like is one of the missiles gonna go off like what are we looking at here nope just just no reason really <laughs> so then, then they just and, continue well, and, 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 like fucking ariel dies out of the way yeah. and it crashes it just sebastian the crab thinking about that especially when rogue shows up at the end is very it's very little mermaid ex- exploration scene anyway so the colonel is like don't fuck around in there we could take you out in a second and like he's reminding him about the liquid nitrogen and then omega red is like oh yeah let me just go ahead and pop that out and he uses one of his tentacles to immediately remove the liquid nitrogen vial and is like done i didn't have i was never in any danger at all i could have removed this at any time and now i'm fine and then logan is like, oh yeah i knew it and he like charges forward to attack omega red storm screams no logan is like let me go i don't fucking care and omega wait hold on i think i i actually did one of those like ryan's versions of this situation so first of all there's a thing where logan says i can't believe we're on vacation with this asshole storm and storm just calls mission control and ignores him which i thought is funny it is funny and then and then once when omega red frees himself there's this whole thing where mission controls like okay bring the submarine home and omega's like 
where's the fun in that? Yeah. And Mission Control's like, we'll, we'll set off the nitrogen in you. And Omega Red's like, removes it. He's like, no. <laughs> and Logan's like, I'm going to stick my dick in you, Omega Red. And Storm's like, this really isn't the time, Logan. And Omega Red's like, if your suit tears, the toxic air will kill you. Yes. And Storm's all like, you may not die, Logan, but I will. So quit the shit, asshole. Yeah. And Mission Control's like, what do you want? And then Omega, I put in parentheses, right? Omega Red just says, says something in a thick Russian accent about bombs. I think I'm not really sure. I wasn't really paying attention. Well, I wrote, <laughs> how kind of you to ask, comrade, but I have so much already. My own submarine, missiles, and the two who froze me, powerless to resist. So basically, Omega Red got everything he ever wanted in this situation. Why would he take the submarine back? So Logan I, I mean, I don't out. know why they thought this was going to work. I, look, I don't either. This was all stupid. None of it needed to happen. Here's so, the thing. They should have just been like, Omega Red, you have to do this. And then Omega Red could have like gone down there and done it and be like, haha, now I'm going to take the nuclear missiles. And they could have just been like, actually, we put a nitrogen thing in you. And they just set it off. Instead of giving him like a two-day warning that they're going to like set off this thing that's on his neck. They're like, on your neck is a nitrogen liquid yeah, thingy that's going to go off. Why like, set, set it off as soon as he got into got the sub working again and then storm could yeah, have could have driven it back home again why didn't they just go ahead and freeze him it makes well no clearly this sense. this part of the military is completely incompetent yeah, so only this one part and it's nothing just like this reality one part. at all anyway no. uh so storm points out that logan has the healing factor and she doesn't we went over that logan doesn't give a shit and he's like i don't care if my lungs melt i'm stopping this guy so he pops his claws and thereby destroys his little radioactivity protection suit and yeah they have like some gay wrestling on the ground they have gay wrestling yeah. but then logan almost immediately collapses and by the way he is done for the entire rest of the episode like just straight That's out it. of the gate he didn't do anything he does, <laughs> he does absolutely nothing at all and then he's essentially dead for the rest of the time after this like I logan just wanted to, to be back. no nope i he's think logan dumb. actually enjoys being a damsel in distress to be honest with you he must especially after we just watched the episode uh last time around where logan gets kidnapped by cameron hodge and sexually but this happens at least once in every episode they like logan gets kidnapped and, and tied up and he's like anything and he can't do he's anything. like oh no don't he's like <laughs> so, he like opens up his legs and he's like don't fuck me and oh, we're like no, okay logan yet. and then storm is just i know the here comes the tentacles storm is like face palming in the background like logan why are you doing this again like why is this <laughs> yeah. happening again i don't know but then storm blows omega red away With by wind. screaming wind repel him yeah and that actually works so she she does that and then she's like all right i'm gonna carry logan over to our mini sub that we used to get here she drags him over to the ladder but omega red manages to outreach a tentacle at her grab her and then he's he's got storm under his powers for like a while and he's yeah. like ta- i think this this line that i wrote down he's talking to the colonel but anyway, here's a little monologue that he has, which is, you wish my terms, you who would offer a living weapon something as pitiful as his humanity. I've programmed each of the missiles, one directed at each of the world's 15 largest cities. And what I want, Colonel, is to watch them burn. So this is the closest to a motivation we're going to get for this guy. Is that like, yeah, he just wants he to burn shit. He doesn't want to be like- human anymore. He doesn't care about anyone anymore. He has no friends. His country, or at least what was left his country is, is He just gone. wants everyone to die. Now, he only wants to destroy the entire planet and that's it 
It's pretty boring as far as motivations go. I mean, I don't really understand it, but sure. I mean, I guess but that's, it's like peak bitterness where it's like Storm and Logan froze him to death. And now that he's alive, he not only wants to kill the two of them or like personally torture them. He also wants to destroy the entire planet. And I like, mean, why not? I mean, he's there anyway. Yes. And like later on, he has the line where he's like, after I destroy those cities, I'm going to take over the world. And I was like, is that really what he wants to do? I don't know. We can talk about I it in politics, I but I... Is that even a politic like i don't know this is like i mean uh, yeah it's, it's like when it's i look at apocalypse great. and his motivation doesn't make any sense which by the way they finally made apocalypse into a like reasonable character in the new yeah Frakoa. you talked about it a little bit on yeah the previous I, I mean and that's and that's been nice that's cool uh they've also gave they also gave omega red a little bit more of a purpose that makes sense i don't know i kind of feel like very recently jonathan hickman was like let's make sense of all these nonsensical characters i feel like there uh, are some core ideas for each of them that could work well sure but this version of the character doesn't it's just like he's communist so he's evil and he wants to kill everyone and it's like what yeah that doesn't make but any also sense. here's the thing is that they could have said something along the lines of, oh, we built our version of the Russian Terminator right. that's going to destroy everything. And then him as the Terminator could get self-awareness of what he wants yeah. and then either turn against them or he realizes that he could do it anywhere and just goes off his programming. That would have been a way more interesting concept for this. Or if they did what his actual background is, where he's just trying to figure out how to live. Yeah. Because this experiment they they did on him. Like they almost have him trying to get his humanity back, which is like sort of like a watered down equivalent or something along those lines. But instead they have him do this heel turn where he's like, no, I don't care about being a human again. I don't love anyone and I don't care about anyone. And I just want to kill. And it's like, that's the most boring thing you could say, dude. Like you're just a killing machine. You're just a living weapon. And he says he's a living weapon over and over and over again and he is like that's who he is and he has no further character beyond that which is depressing because it's like okay well that's what you were built to be and that's what you are so anyway the ice jet shows up and rogue and beast are in it and beast calls logan cassandra which is like a mythological lady from greek myth who like always told the truth but no one believed her and so oh, that's why he yes. says that i didn't understand why he was just it's randomly okay. like cassandra i didn't know i didn't think you'd know the reference and many people may not but that's what the reference is and so beast is like he's just like cassandra and it's like oh my god beast no one rogue definitely doesn't know what the fuck you're talking about i don't know but i love that rogue there's just also the conversation going between beast and xavier and rogue's all like can't you boys figure out another way to beat a, this octopus without beating up Storm and Logan? Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, she like a rogue shows up in this episode and she's immediately done with everyone's shit. I am but too. Even so before I, it I even starts, it. I was like glad that Rogue was there to be like, "This is fucking stupid." Like, can we just? I mean, stop that is this? very Rogue, yeah. and I I love that every incarnation of Rogue has always been so like fuck this what the fuck (laughs) so meanwhile xavier's like the navy's on the way we just need to use depth charges which are basically like these bombs that they're dropping into this sort of like low impact bombs that just kind of jostle the submarine as far as this this animation is concerned but they're just dropping those from the x-jet down into the sea and so xavier's basically like you just got to kill some time until the actual navy shows up to save but that's not even what he says though he says that and then he's also falls he falls it up with being all like but if omega red launches the nuclear muscles you just need to kill everyone including storm and logan so make sure to kill storm and logan just <laughs> in case he does that and if storm and logan die it's good that we killed storm and logan for the sake of you 
humanity because we killed Storm and Logan. I mean, and I'm like, I feel like his implication there was also that Beast and Rogue should die. Like the phrasing of it is that he's like, by any means necessary, we have to stop the missiles, no matter what it takes, no matter what it takes. And he just like keeps saying stuff like that. And Rogue is like, <laughs> are like are you Beast and Rogue are just looking at each other, like, what the hell? I also want to say that Beast has quickly become maybe my favorite character on this show in the past season or yeah. two. I feel like. Somewhere along the lines, he, he, you know, Beast is a character who started off as this nerdy little geeky dude that would jump around and quote poetry <laughs> while fighting people. Yep. In the first season, he didn't really do anything. He just was like, well, what if I do things by the book? And he's like, well, that didn't work. And then he's, <laughs> so now by the time season four rolls around, he's kind of done with everyone's bullshit. And it's like, it's you can great. tell, you know, I kind of love still it. It's a nerd a, and he's still quoting poetry and jumping around. Like he's still who he is. It's just that he gives way less of a fuck about like the respectability of institutions now. I know. I feel like Beast and Rogue have become friends because they're just so tired tired of everybody else it's great and i also liked the energy of beast saving his boyfriend and rogue saving her girlfriend in this like I okay liked i thought i loved that them. also and also that beast is low-key annoyed that like omega red logan's ex is involved in all of this because it's just like an additional layer for him to have to deal i with. know it really they, i mean it is pretty gay there's there's no straight things happening here right at all i mean it's just a gay episode it's very gay it definitely makes it you more told fun. me that in advance and i was like thank god because what else is happening <laughs> nothing else to cling on to other than that so anyway we go back to the colonel and the sailors and the colonel is like screaming at his crew and he's like what do you mean 10 minutes he could be at launch depth in five. Oh, i skipped something okay so something important that we need to explain <laughs> sorry i forgot this mattered because there's so few things that matter in this episode basically what omega red is trying to do is get to launch depth which is like a shallower depth in the ocean so that he can launch the missiles and apparently this is a right. real thing like i looked it up i looked up how the submarines work because i was like really you can launch a nuclear missile from underwater and like send it all the way to new york city or whatever and it turns out you can so that actually is pretty terrifying that's something that humans invented because humans are kind of terrible and we decided we needed something like that and now it's just oh. like this wildly dangerous thing that exists so anyway that's what omega red is trying to do is get shallow enough that he can launch these missiles to uh cities all over the world and kill millions of people instantly and so then yeah the sailor good motivation the sailor is like, Colonel, your target is 120 miles from Pearl Harbor and subchaser aircraft are just not that quick. My F-18s will get there faster, but they're not much good unless the submarine surfaces. If your agency had warned us, we would have been better prepared. Which, this is the only hint that we get to the fact that the Colonel apparently did all of this without telling anyone else in the military, because like, just nobody kind of was up. prepared for this? Like, the they, F-18s I mean, were not on standby, like, waiting. The F-18s are, like, only now on their way. We have just released a killing machine yeah. into the world for no reason you know no reason no reason, no reason at and all. I, I we're just not going to inform anybody yeah. that we've released this thing that is going to destroy everyone the kind of weird thing to say but yeah yeah i don't know so then omega red back on the submarine monologuing again he's like my country created many great weapons but never had the will to use them is it not a great sadness though to be created and never to be used and storm who, yeah, but storm has that great yeah, line she's there like, though weapons do not have feelings and omega's like oh if only that were true <laughs> and storm is like soon every ship and plane within a thousand miles will be bearing down on us are you so tired of life and omega's red is like on the contrary only someone denied life as i was for over a quarter of a century can appreciate it quite so well blah 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 <laughs> i know he has like a huge monologue here yeah. we're just like okay at that point though he says that and storm's like 
fuck this. Yeah. And then, then Storm and Logan are still in the tentacles. And I, Omega Red says something. Mike Comet says, I'm not even listening to Omega Red anymore. Something explodes outside. And that turns out... To be the X-Jet. The X-Jet dropping yeah. depth charges near them. And so Omega Red is like, right. who the fuck got here so fast? And the Colonel and the Sailors are also like, who the fuck is that? And the Because the Blackbird's like, up there and it's cloaked. Yeah, they don't cloaked. see it. They can't see it and they can't ever even find it on radar, which is like a level of science fiction that's kind of entertaining like this this plane is capable of being completely <laughs> hidden it's also just like floating there i know it's like you can fucking see it but nobody can see it and nobody can detect it in any way and so then up in the x jet rogue is like sounds like that got the old boy's attention about her depth charges that she's throwing down there and beast is like yeah i believe omega red forgot that wolverine and storm's microphones are still operative which i guess means that they can hear everything that omega red is saying. everything they're saying i know yeah and so then beast is like i doubt our nudging will delay omega red from reaching missile launch depth and that's correct omega red is is uh, approaching the surface and then they the x-men just keep throwing depth charges down because it's like all they can do and over the course of one of them jostling the submarine storm manages to get free of the tentacle but then it grabs her again storm hits him with some lightning and then we go back to the colonel again and there's more dialogue about the f-18s and how they're still not fucking there yet it doesn't even matter like this whole episode is just killing time in so many ways like yeah. It's basically killing time until the moment when Rogue finally is like, let's just fucking do something. But we're not even at that scene yet. Uh, <laughs> Rogue's first, like, I'm fucking bored. Yeah, so first Beast Skype Xavier, and he's like, hey, what should we do now? Which I was like, Beast, why are you wasting time on a fucking <laughs> Skype call? And Xavier's like, damage him as much as you can until the Navy arrives, which is what they were already fucking doing. And then this is where Xavier has the line where he's like, if those missiles get launched, you have to do everything in your power to stop them, no matter what the cost. And it's like, okay, man. And here he goes again. He's like, everyone should die. Uh, get out there and kill yourself. And we're like, oh my <laughs> god xavier yeah, for something that isn't even their fault and like they didn't even start this or also have the nuclear missiles it. haven't even shot yet i mean like they're worried about it i get it but it's also like sad that the x-men are theoretically having to be thrown into the line of fire for something the u.s military did that they had nothing to do with like yeah this is why the avengers should be here know, at this like, point at it's avengers like it's crazy like that they're not interplanetary cops the x-men are just like random people as far as the show is <laughs> concerned like they're mutants they have Hours, but like they don't need to be here they don't need to do this anyway the omega red uses his tentacles to press a bunch of buttons and try to launch everything yeah that's how he's typing he doesn't even use his hands his tentacles type yeah and so then storm is like don't do it and omega red's like i'm gonna fucking do it and then colonel this is like, like when it gets so boring too right this is when everyone's just screaming the missiles taking off can be it's so boring. <laughs> it shouldn't be it but is, they take off like is. he launches the nuclear missiles and then the blackbird shooting like them down non-drama where it's like what if he's armed the missiles before setting them off and then like luckily the x-jet fires on the missiles and they manage to explode harmlessly as opposed to being a nuclear explosion and it's like great he didn't arm the right. missiles few and then the F-18s still aren't there. And so the colonel's like, who's blowing up the missiles? They still haven't figured out it's the X-Men. Who cares? It doesn't matter. This is it a goes on forever Rogue until like finally if, is like, I'm going to just fucking get out of here and, and fix some shit. And like, well, there's a, there's a, there's a little bit of stuff that happens first in which the military's 
people they, they show up in their ships and they start shooting at the missiles right. rogue at that point she's like looks like those assholes finally decided to get up and help us and beast just quotes something that nobody cares about and he, st- he talks for a very long time he and does. once when the missiles start blowing up omega red starts throwing this like tantrum yeah and then he's like well if you blow up my missiles i'm gonna send more missiles up i'm gonna blow up all of hawaii yeah. and i'm just like okay and that's when rogue's like all right, I'm fucking done. I'm just gonna go down there. She, she, she. So she dives into the water, yep. and Beast is like, "No, you'll die." And Rogue doesn't give a shit. She's just. She had been idly sitting by her this entire time, and she's just like, "This is fucking stupid." Yeah. She flies into the water, she and she just rips apart the submarine. Apart. It's amazing. She just rips. It is shit really amazing. Off of the side of the submarine, just like swimming around with her super strength, just ripping shit apart. <laughs> She's just fucking done yeah. and annoyed by all of this. I know. It was great. And so then, meanwhile, because she's ripping it apart, the submarine is shaking again, which means that Storm and Logan managed to get free, which is really just Storm because Logan is still passed out like a dumbass. <laughs> and so Storm throws Logan over her shoulder and she finally manages to get over to the ladder. This time, Rogue surfaces and she's coughing for breath. Beast is like, Rogue, what's going on? And Rogue is like, I bent his boat, which is like a really funny <laughs> <laughs> it's like actually really funny I know. and so then the littler submarine that um logan and storm and omega red arrived in it surfaces with only storm and logan inside and rogue wraps this like cable tie around it and they all fly off up into the x jet again yeah there's there's a great little n- moment there where logan's like oh, we have to go back and i need to see omega red and storm just goes we're going home <laughs> yeah. like fuck off like like what the fuck fucking happen and so then back in the submarine omega red is just sitting there alone at the control panel and now it says navigation damage and he like tries to drive the sub and then it just like craps the fuck out and is like yeah it like sinks to the bottom of the sea yeah it just it just sinks to the bottom of the ocean and then that's that we go back to the fucking x mansion this this end scene made me laugh so hard because beast is going to his example and he goes i don't feel like we actually resolved anything here (laughs) professor whatsoever and like it's like whatever and beast is like well i mean i don't know why we did any of that (laughs) and also omega red's still out there with the nuclear vessels and are we just gonna leave them there are we just done and also storm's claustrophobia Storm's claustrophobia will pass, but Logan's personal feelings of life with Omega Red are personal, more deeply rooted. Yeah, so that's he's going to need time to heal from this. And then it cuts to Logan, who's like standing on a rock by like a pond at night, going, He's out there! I can smell them! <laughs> and then it cuts to Omega Red, and his eyes are opening. And that's just where it ends. That's and the I was end like, of it. It's- What was any of the- And you know what? It's never going to be relevant again, which is said by Beast in the episode yeah. where he's like, was any of that necessary? Like, <laughs> it's, I, I mean, I'm pretty sure Omega Red is not going to come back again before the show ends. Like, right? Is this it for him? Or I thought there was like an episode that something else, or like there's no, well, up maybe for maybe for lines. our future. But I but I remembered why? an episode that was centered around Omega Red. But I think we already watched both of them because what I remembered was him in the snow. Yeah. So these are the two episodes that are connected with it. I just. These episodes are bad. I remember when I was a kid, I was like so bored because I I, don't I didn't you. give a shit about like 
playing like unless I'm playing Battleship, I don't actually want to watch Battleship. Does that make any sense? That's like that being like. And there are so many scenes in this. That's in this that's what it is. It's like with the B2. colonel being like, Miss. the F-18s aren't here yet. The Navy's not here yet. And then there's like a cutaway, and then they come back, and the colonel's like, the Navy still isn't here yet. There's like four separate scenes where that happens, and it's like, guys, this is not an interesting conflict. Like, no, it's not. It's, it's boring. Just like us waiting. I mean, I guess it's a good metaphor for the Cold War, which brings us right Is into politics. Because the only thing that happens in this episode is like a nuclear will they won't they just over and over again and mostly what this episode made me the think cold about, war is already over it in is this already though over but like, it's like literally you can't even like here's make a reference though i feel like this this show and we've talked about these same political events so many times but it's because of when the show aired and when the comic books were written they cover the same ground over and over and that ground is post cold war everybody's still scared of russia and still scared of communism and we have all this anti-communist propaganda in america constantly happening people are still afraid of it and they're afraid of it to this day because of how long that was going on to an extent that is stupid and so that is the conflict in this episode is just what if russia comes back what if this submarine full of warheads surfaces out of nowhere and kills us because that's the extent of what we're afraid of that's the crisis that this show is constantly going back to along with the aids crisis which makes sense and the civil rights movement like basically it just cycles through metaphors for those three things because like in 1996 that's what people were thinking about and then after september 11th obviously that changed people were thinking about totally different things and then like i think when we get to wolverine and the x-men and when we get to x-men evolution and like these other shows we're gonna have different like weirder and more nebulous conflicts that are based on like what the world was like in the early 2000s but like in the 90s this is what people were afraid of was just this like over and over again just the what if the cold war comes back what if the nuclear shit comes back what if the submarines reemerge and they bomb us like that was what everybody was afraid about so like that's what this episode is about i know you're right because in wolverine the x-men it's a there's a lot of hyper focus on um invasion of like especially with genosha and they're worried about you know americans are worried about genosha invading them and genosha is worried about americans invading them Mm -hmm, you know there's mm -hmm. a lot of that going on in that particular season wolverine the x-men is actually a very dark show and it's like i'm sure it is i mean it was airing during a pretty dark time i mean there's always dark times in in america well it was like 2009 or or something like that so it was it, it was, was like at, it, it wasn't was like hot in the off of midst of like you know the war in iraq afghanistan like we were basically entering into forever war mode which we're in again now we've been in right this because whole time. in that the, yeah and this and that that show does a lot of focus on what's happening presently and also what happens in this like wasteland after the war is over right, you know right which so, is interesting I don't know. so like i get how eventually we're gonna have other conflicts that are closer to historical events that we remember better because they were more recent and that some of our listeners remember better but instead like we're still in this show and this show is still doing the same shit like this episode felt like it could have been in any season in so many ways because it's just i really could have these are the things people were still afraid of in the 90s like this is what a lot of conflicts were and so to me watching this episode now it feels so fucking stupid to me like i'm like really this is what people were afraid of but i have to remember that back then those fears felt real and were it was a different time like actually legitimate and the people were like yeah nuclear nuclear war could happen any second i mean it's not like we don't worry about those things now it's just that 
right this very second, I'm more worried about like COVID-19. So I'm like, wow, it's really quaint to be watching an episode about digging so, up well, a I submarine mean, here's the, with a bunch of I nukes know, on right? It. Well, so here's the thing. It's like we talk about COVID-19. Everyone's like terrified of what's going to happen. Right. But, you know, here's the point. I mean, X-Men the Animated Series is a great example of the fact that all these historical massive political situations have happened and there have been moments of extreme crisis and they have pulled that and put it into the show but in both the tv show and also real life is like we get through it that's what we do so yeah we don't know how to later we're watching it 30 years later and we're like wow that was something we were afraid of of then and now things have completely changed all of our perspectives have totally changed yeah so so whatever media and i've said this oh my god i've been saying this recently i was like i'm like wait until we get out of covid19 like all the music and movies and tv shows that are going to be that are being developed right now but that people are sitting down and writing what's coming out of their heads yeah it's going to be some fucked up shit for a while yeah you know know 30 years from now we'll look back at that we'll be like wow remember we thought that COVID-19 was bad now we have aliens trying to kill us you know I don't know like you know what I mean I, who knows so it's just gonna be something like that it just no you're it, right it you're moves. totally right it like cycles per decade there's a different shit going on like it, that's just yeah no, that's how humans are it's crazy you know that's kind of interesting to think about I mean I I think that's part of why I like this episode was because I, it kind of was like refreshing to me in a weird way to be like oh yeah like remember this like remember right it's this a, i mean I, was yeah. it like i don't know I, di- I didn't really like the episode in like the standard way that you like something but it was kind of nice to watch something where the conflict was so different from what i feel afraid of but now. also something that was once real and, and we can look super, at that super scary and like i don't even know enough about how those submarines work because i was like a child then that i had to like look it up now as an adult and be like wow huh that is really fucking scary and i get why people were yeah. afraid of it in 1996 i or know whatever. when you think about like all the there was a lot of movies and tv shows that came out in like the 70s and early 80s that were like basically about germany at the time and this fear of germany and dictatorship mm-hmm. and that was there because was like was a lot like of dictatorship just villains coming down just from com- world war ii right. and like that's and the then, kind of and then it kind of shifted into like russia yeah. you know what i mean i it's it's just crazy right anyway this episode i, I don't know if there's any is there any heavy other politics in no, here? I don't feel not. like there are. I mean, there's not, except in so far as I thought it was sad that the X Men once again had to fix something that truly wasn't their fault, just because right. they I got mean, dragged okay, into well, it. Okay, well, honestly, that is a real politic there, though. Okay, so we this is, and you can even look at it right now. It's like something fucking stupid happened that is none of our faults, but now, now we're we all sitting here it? as people yes. trying to fix it because you know it's like. It, this is, and this is what happens, especially within political disagreements and within governments. Which are bigger than all of us, but then regular right, people... They're huge, and they do something that fucks up the country, but then regular people who are citizens of that country, especially in America, turn around and they go, no, you know, like, we're not, yeah, you know, like, like, we're not standing for that. can do. And I mean, in this instance, like, the X-Men are basically just freedom fighters who are like, I guess we're going to solve this problem that the government isn't even equipped to solve. Like, the U.S. military fails in this episode, like, blatantly. Like, they don't, they don't <laughs> And the Avengers. They don't tell anybody what the fuck is going on. They go rogue, essentially, and then fuck some stuff up. And then, luckily, the X-Men exist and help out. Like, luckily, essentially, regular people, vigilant Anties are like i guess but here's we'll the thing though this. if they hadn't dug up omega red and it was something else they wouldn't even had they, yeah, had to call the x-men to, to have them exactly. be there exactly. you know exactly it's but like 
I don't know. It's a, I feel like, yeah, it just is luck in this sense it's that luck, but four it's also super-powered like, individuals happen to be there. Yeah, but it's also like kind of nice in a corny way to think about it it being a lesson that you can take now where it's like just be there for people even if you're not in charge of something like do something for other people in your community like do whatever you can because the government might not be equipped to help you like there are incompetent people in charge so sometimes it is up to us like we just have to fucking help the people that we can help the best that we can i mean obviously yeah. i don't have access to an x jet that would be freaking sweet i mean I that'd be, be great like, i also dropping have... off groceries for people all over the world but i, don't I also wish that. i could have uh <laughs> access to storm or wolverine because that would be great also it would be they could be very helpful in this time if the x-men were real i can think of a few things they could do and would be doing but they're not real we're just real as people so we just have to do what we can and sometimes the institutions in power fail you and you just have to fucking figure shit out for people yep. on your own and that's kind of what this like episode right says weird there we enough. go Oh, Ugh. all right. Do you want to get out of politics? Yes, I do. Please do. Do it. Okay. Let's do who's that X-Men. <laughs> Let's. Who's that, that X-Men? X-Men. Uh, so today we are doing Omega Red, who we actually <laughs> haven't we have discussed to. before. <laughs> well, we had we did another episode where he first appeared, but I chose to do a highlight on magic because it was the only time she was ever going to be on screen, which is unfortunate. Right. Uh, barring the New Mutants movie, which just by some irony also got to be like pushed back I know. again. Maybe they'll but... just put it out somewhere, though. You never know. We'll see. Next few months of our lives. We'll see. Totally I unpredictable. Know. Who knows? Um, so anyway, uh, Omega's Red. Um, I don't even know how to pronounce his uh, his name it's russian it's like arkady arkady gregorievich rosevich i don't know i'm not russian i can't speak russian sorry to anybody who is and it's like wow you botched that uh anyway his powers include superhuman strength speed agility stamina durability and reflexes he also has a healing factor and the the carbon madium or whatever you how you pronounce it i'm gonna fuck it up at least 13 more times so he's got the cardamadium, retractable tentacles, life absorption through those tentacles, and the ability to secrete pheromones that result in sickness and death. I think he did or that in the previous episode. No, just kidding. I know, right? Just kidding. Uh, so ironically, his first appearance was in X-Men number four of 1992. So that actually does line up with the the fear-mongering of... Of that time uh, against Russia yeah. and stuff. Yeah, I mean, yes. that makes sense. Yeah. Um, there's little known about him except that he was a serial killer that was born in Russia. And sure. I think at some point they went back and they tried to redo his origin a little bit, but it just didn't quite match up and or work with what they already had. So I just decided to breeze over that part and go to the part where he was captured by the Interpol agent, Sean Cassidy, mm. our favorite Banshee, yeah. who was working for the KGP and he turned him over to them. Yeah. And they experimented on him to create a super soldier that would be similar to Captain America. And that's how they created Omega Red. The Soviet government implanted a, the retractable car, carbon... Carbonadium. Carbonadium. Thank you. <laughs> Tentacles in each of his arms. Uh, it was the Soviets' attempt at recreating adamantium. He was given the ability to steal life energy because the implants were great weapons, but they would also slowly poison him. In order to stabilize his condition, they required this synthesizer device, which was stolen by Wolverine, Maverick, and Sabretooth at one point in time. And 
Because of his need for this synthesizer, Omega Red is constantly hunting those three characters, which is wow, what that makes Logan's, a lot of sense. Too bad it's I, not included in this show. I, I know. That's why at the <laughs> beginning of this episode, I took the time to even explain that part. Yeah. Because it's not in and here. you know what? They uh, could have easily included it in that Weapon X flashback episode where they introduce no, those characters, tell instead, you about Saber all of Instead, Sabertooth's like, let Silver Fox die. And then they scream, my memories, I for know. like 25 minutes. Anyway, the Soviet government decided that Omega Red was too unpredictable, so they put him into the cryogenic suspension and or, or the cryogenic animation suspension, right, I don't know, right. whatever it's actually called, until they could figure out how to control him. Um, after the fall of communism in Russia, he was revived by Matsuo, uh, this, this guy that I believe was involved with his own version of the hand. And Omega Red became a warrior for them, believing that Wolverine knew where the synthesizer was. And trying to figure this out, he came to fight the X-Men many, many, many times throughout the 90s. Um, Omega Red was later employed by Ivan Pushkin to incite a war between Hydra and AIM. Uh, While working for the drug lord known as the General, Omega Red was recruited by Sabretooth to attack Wolverine's friends and family. Um, After that, Omega Red becomes a crime lord, in which he poses like as a legitimate be- businessman, like mafia style, <laughs> still looking for the synthesizer. Like that That's is still amazing. his end goal there. I know. Uh, Omega Red finds Maverick and wants to know where the synthesizer is, and this leads to a confrontation with Wolverine, who defeats him and puts him in the custody of Shield. Uh, later on, the character Romulus does this plan to trap Wolverine by transferring Omega Red to a regular Russian prison. And he's and Omega Red is aided by a wild child, and the two of them are there to drop Logan into molten steel. But it doesn't work because Wild Child tries to finish the do- job, but Omega Red like interjects him for some reason, and then they battle probably over the fucking synthesizer again. <laughs> and then that allows Wolverine to get away, and Omega Red throws Wild Child into the molten steel instead. And during that whole fight, Omega Red has his chest punctured as well. Then, not too long after that, Omega Red is killed after being stabbed in the heart by Wolverine with the Miramasa blade. Cool. Uh, Omega Red doesn't appear for a while until he appears in Hell later to attack Wolverine, but of course he doesn't win. Mm-hmm. Uh, later after that, the body of Omega Red was obtained by the Church of St. Mitrofan, who performs a mystical ceremony to bring him back to life. But his life is temporary, and he's still being poisoned, and they know he'll die if they don't figure out what to do, so they solve this when the Russian mafia uses the abilities of the X-Men character Magic, who we just mentioned, mm-hmm. to restore Omega Red to his full strength. He was then delivered to Sickle, which is the Russian version of S.H.I.E.L.D. More recently, Omega Red arrived on Krakoa, all like beaten up, saying that a vampire is hiring in, hiding in Paris. This turns out to be Dracula, <laughs> who kidnaps Wolverine and rejuvenates himself by drinking Wolverine's blood. Mm. And at as their agreement for getting Wolverine there, Dracula has the fucking synthesizer all after all that time. Wow. But he warns him that he put a detonator inside of Omega Red that will explode if he tries to wane from Dracula's services with the vampires. What? But the only reason he was put with them is because Omega Red basically is a vampire himself. Okay, I gotta read those. So it turns out, <laughs> turns out Dracula... 
fucking Dracula had this piece of equipment all along. That's <laughs> so dumb. That's so comics. I love it. I love that. <laughs> I got Okay, so this. here's some other fun facts. Okay. Uh, after the demise of Omega Red, a secret organization known as the White Sky created three clones of him, Omega Black, Omega White, and Omega Red, who ran around in his absence, but I wasn't going to do like, you know, full origin stories on all of them, yeah, so I just like, wanted to make mention that. Cares, but yeah, they exist. Um, <laughs> some other fun facts, neither of which I even knew, was that Omega Red is actually seen briefly in De- Deadpool 2 what? as a prisoner in the icebox. Really? Which wow. I, I guess we yes. both so now, somehow missed that, which is actually kind of shocking. I, because, crazy. Like, so I want to go back what? and watch that. What? And here's the other we thing. We saw that together, and we were like watching this show. Like, you would have thought we would have noticed I, I, I don't know. Red. I don't know. Who even knows? You think we would know because we're big X-Men fans. Yeah. Okay, see, so the other thing, which is even crazier, is after that, they put an Omega Red film into development what? which got canceled along all the other crazy films yeah you know like right before fox well, yeah, lost the properties Deadpool 2 came out like right around that time and was probably in development yeah. during that time and so they were like let's go ahead and introduce i mean i they introduced a ton of characters in deadpool 2 and like set up a bunch of shit like i get that they yeah. probably wanted to do more after that i wouldn't pick an omega red film personally i wouldn't choose that right I would have done a Domino film for the record. I think that would have been cool, but it, I would have. That was one of the ones happen. that was out there. Okay, when that time that time frame happened, like right before Disney bought the rights to the X Men. I know. Like that's when Simon Kimberg went crazy. Like I know because he, he was, was making like, that shitty Dark Phoenix movie. Movie, you'll see. <laughs> like, oh no, it wasn't even just that. Simon Kimberg was like. He kept up being like, don't worry, I'm not going to lose the rights to the X-Men. In fact, I'm planning a Gambit movie and three more X-Men films and a Kitty Pride movie and an Omega Red movie and an Anima Frost movie and a Multiple Man movie. And I was like, none of that's going to happen because Diddy's going to... This is just him like spiraling at this point <laughs> I like know. i know i'm just kind of glad that that era of the x-men films are over i know except for the like, new mutants film those characters that you just listed like i don't even want half of those movies to exist like what <laughs> like what the hell was any of that i, I was like know. there were other ones too he brought up and i, I just can't remember i kept I'm just trying to keep up being like this Simon, is why? fucking <laughs> nuts i was like stop <laughs> why multiple man i don't know why multiple man is a great question but also like why would you listen to omega red's backstory and think to yourself that guy why are we gonna revisit a movie movie about like communist russia like in year 2020 of he's a serial killer in russia <laughs> like, like, okay not only is russia like, really also, scary also like, a why would we want is the scariest guy ever we, and it's like why, why are we having a whole why? movie about a serial killer as the protagonist i don't know like i i guess that's a real challenge because like it would be a whole movie about a seriously bad villain with like no redeeming qualities <laughs> like, it's like let's make a movie about the terminator that's actually just about the terminator i don't know why you would do that but we will never know we will never see it now maybe oh my god imagine if like they made the omega red movie but it was like terminator 2 where some like child becomes omega red's friend and then he becomes like a good omega red (laughs) who would the child and then does the creepy smile i don't know like any of the x-men characters like who fucking magic i guess who knows okay anyway that's omega red's backstory apparently do we do it do we finish it yeah that's it there's not much to it i mean i thought it was entertaining Um, but it explains a lot that the cartoon did not bother to and all the future cartoons he's in evolution and wolverine in the x-men and he's in the fucking anime and i think wolverine the Mm -hmm. anime 
and it's not explained in any of that either. Well, it's a good thing we explained it here because we're clearly going to see a lot more of Omega Red on this podcast, and we're going to be talking. About I don't know a lot why. More. I wish we didn't. I wish you wouldn't have to. <laughs> I know. Well, too bad, everybody. Hope you like this guy. Anyway, let's rate the episode. Fuck it. Um, I have a feeling you're going to give it like a zero, but I'm actually uh, gonna, no. I'm going to give it a two because I actually enjoyed it fairly well. I don't think it's good. Uh, I'll give it like a one point five. Watch it. I don't think it's necessary. But like, I really liked all the Rogan Storm stuff, which is most of the episode in a lot of ways. Um, and so I just enjoyed it from that level. And I ship Beast and Logan now, so I kind of like that aspect of it too. So I just enjoyed it for really no reason of the show giving me giving me that. Like I put all of that in you know what i mean that's your own personal feelings yeah. i will give it like a 1.5 out of 5 you X's. can give it a one again fine. <laughs> no i give it a little bit more just because the rogue stuff was so worth it and also that animation sequence with storm looking into the submarine yeah, was mean, good the animation and generally looked pretty good i thought it did and i also really enjoyed storm in this whole episode because like it's basically wolverine bitching about omega red and doing nothing the entire time while storm's doing all the heavy lifting again yep. it's just and i i also enjoyed i really did enjoy the very end where beast calls out the bullshit of the episode yes and he's like was Why that necessary like the screenplay writers clearly knew that this was a filler episode yeah, they just it were took like, the time who do we got we needed we need to do like however many more episodes what villains do we have on the cutting room floor right. omega red that guy didn't die okay great we're, we're no getting right him out exactly of the ice. and also yeah get him out of the ice <laughs> and then we're gonna put him at the bottom of the ocean yes. with the little mermaid yep uh, where he becomes Ursula. Yes, uh, yes. He, he does have tentacles. <laughs> oh my god, that fucking fan art of Rogue as Ariel and, <laughs> and Omega Red as Ursula. That is that. Can is somebody fan please art. mail it in to us at themutantages at gmail.com I'll draw please a really and bad thank version you. of it, but it won't be as good as what the listeners can. Okay, do, wait. I'm also sure. speaking of Little Mermaid, let's talk about who's gay. The So you know who's gay is Rogan Storm, um, aka Ariel also and Prince and Logan. Eric. Also, okay. Well, also okay, wait. Omega I, uh, hold on, Red hold on. It's pretty gay. Like, why did Omega Red go all the wait, way out of his way to be like? I don't know. Hold I'm, on. Before we talk about Omega Red, I want to know who's Prince Eric and who's Ariel between Storm and Rogue. Okay. Well, in my version of it, I guess Storm is Prince Eric because she's the one who's like has to be saved. Yeah, that's. That's I, what I was kind of know, hoping you would say. It's kind of tough. I'm thinking about that final fight scene in The Little Mermaid where like Ariel and Eric have to work together to fight Ursula. There's sort of shades of that in this episode. And like Eric is the one on the boat and he's he's like aiming the boat at Ursula and Ariel is not very good at fighting in that movie. Well, I so. think I think this would actually work too because Rogue also would be the one that would be like, 
I want to be human so I can touch people. Yeah, you know, like, I, mean, I don't the know. The equivalent you know? of this, like, I could totally do a rewrite of The Little Mermaid, like a fan fiction where it's Rogue trying to, like, have the ability to touch people again. Oh, wait, who's Sebastian, then? Listen, I haven't thought it all through yet. This is a lot of your quizzing. Oh, oh it's, it has to be Cyclops because Triton is obviously Professor Xavier. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. And Cyclops has to, like, like Sebastian, Cyclops has to make I feel Triton like, happy. I feel like Omega Red probably wouldn't actually be Ursula like if I were actually going to write that fan fiction I feel like I would choose like Magneto perhaps like somebody who can actually convince Rogue and like make some good points because the interesting yeah. thing about Ursula as a character has always been that she like uh, like she kind of has an interesting deal morality wise she's not as cool as Magneto or anything but you know King Triton has his flaws anyway why are we talking about the Little Mermaid because <laughs> this is what happens and also I'm just going to follow up that according to this show Flounder would have to be Jean Grey <laughs> anyway sure. back back to who's gay so omega red in bondage with wolverine and their whole like history like that whole ending with wolverine being like i know my ex-boyfriend's out there somewhere like i don't it, like what i don't even understand why wolverine went he just went either. and sat there and growled really, at omega really red the whole time go. and xavier was like i could go and logan is like no i have to go because he's like i have to be I'm the damsel in stress and it. if somebody's gonna take a tentacle in the butt it's gonna be me bub <laughs> like beast is just in the background like shaking his head putting his head in his hands like i thought logan was over this and he is not over it and he will never be over it <laughs> logan is like the king of not getting over shit he's never gotten over anything in his life he doesn't plan to start now it's not gonna happen in this episode no it's not i did like beast and rogue saving their significant others i thought xavier I was stupid in this episode but he's always stupid and at least he was i don't know that's like at least in character you know yeah i mean everybody is in character in this i'll give it that much and it's not like okay, some type of weird like there's there have been worse episodes of this show you know like i totally agree i mean like that bad, and that's but it's definitely not it's good. not i mean at least we're not going to like some other country and saving it like single-handedly with like one white guy yeah at least at least like like russia there's there's aspersions being cast on russia in this episode but like it's not really about that it's mostly just about like Logan's no it's like just a weird political thing where they're like we won because we're better than Russia. And I was like, okay, okay thanks. The episode itself showed that we're not. So I was kind of like, <laughs> okay with that because I was like, it's funny that the US military is so bad at this and so cocky and egotistical. Like that to me, I was like, that's real. Anyway, that's not about who's gay. But you know who is gay though? The Colonel and all of his sailors. That's also gay. I thought that too. There was a lot of times where the Colonel would grab a sailor and pull him as close to his face as possible. And every time I was like, make out, you know, you want to do it. <laughs> Except they don't. Except they do they don't. off screen. But yeah, but like, there's nobody who's straight in this episode. It's just a pretty gay episode. It is. I mean, I, I, it's really gay. You know, I, that's it. That's is there right. is there anything else? I don't think so. Let's do some uh, listener emails. Okay, so we only have one, and it's really honestly, I don't know if you even qualifies as a listener email, but I'm going to read it anyway. Great. Okay. Great. Okay. First of all, I'm going to say that we just recorded our last episode, so obviously, like it's been like a few days. So <laughs> also, it's like, people might be a little busy, like dealing with the new reality of their lives. I don't I even know, but I, well, hopefully, we're entertaining you through that. Yes. But this email is entitled Scooby Doo, and it's entitled Hi, Batty and Ryan. It's Future Ryan. <laughs> I took a break from letting cable pound me out for days on end to let you know about this really important discussion. Uh -huh. If the X-Men were Scooby-Doo characters, 
who would be who oh this is a lot easier than the little mermaid one i think we can actually yeah, do it and also it's a lot easier than my fan fiction uh while i really wanted sage or kitty pride to be velma because they are both super smart computer hackers i decided to make this a little easier on ourselves by narrowing it down to x-men the animated series Jean Grey would be Daphne. They are both redheads and both don't do a whole lot except stand around looking confused. And hot. Luckily, yeah, that too. <laughs> Luckily, in the past decade or so, Daphne has been written to be much smarter on the cartoons, but X-Men the Animated Series Jean Grey is still vapid as fuck, mm-hmm. even though that's not what she's like at all in the comic books. Right. Cyclops would obviously be Fred because they are both closeted Boy Scouts. Yep. Velma would have to be Beast in this scenario because they both say a bunch of scientific mumbo jumbo I, I get that that's what i would have chosen i don't know which one is which in this scenario but logan and morph would totally be shaggy and scooby-doo just <laughs> off in their own corner kind of doing their own thing ignoring everyone else and eating a shitload of food i was gonna say logan and jubilee but logan and morph is also pretty cute i had actually written logan and jubilee at first too but then i remember that morph is always like giggling and shit yeah. and i was like oh that kind of works i like that i like i like logan and morph as well as the interpretation oh, I there uh i know that logan doesn't smoke weed but he probably should also shaggy is a, also shaggy is the one who is always running away screaming and let's be real that's logan too yeah, it is. what are you what are your ideas on this this is open up to listeners too it doesn't need to stay in x-men the animated series it could be the greater x-men universe of the comic books anyway cable is getting the bucket of water to throw in my face in bed so i gotta go until later see you x time I like this. Although, you know, I think that if Logan is uh, Scooby the dog, then that kind of works. And then like Jubilee is Shaggy. I feel like I, that... Well, that's what that's originally what I had written. But then I, I envisioned Morph because all I could think about like Morph probably does smoke a shitload of weed. But, like he, yeah. he like whenever I mean, we saw like him, he was nice always giggling cannon. and shit. It's a nice headcanon for both Morph and Logan getting over their shit where like the two of them just become huge stoners and just like chill the fuck out for once in their life because they both have like so many traumas on this show that they need to deal with and it's not like professor x is gonna help them out with it so you know no of course not light one up to the two of those guys and uh yeah i don't hate it um except i don't hate it either weird bestiality implication because those guys are dating but uh yeah it's fine well morph can turn into whatever he wants so i guess it is weird (laughs) but i I really want them to have like scooby snacks but i didn't know what the hell would they be called like i like uh, X snacks, mm, Wolvie snacks, Wolvie snacks. It would have to be Wolvie because it would be like Scooby's his name, right? I know, but see that brings me back to Jubilee again because she would call it a Wolvie snack. You know? Can I just tell you the other day, as somebody who smokes weed and also has watched Scooby Doo his entire life, yep. like I always go to Scooby Dooby Doo. I realize that his name's Scooby Dooby Doo, and like a doobie is a joint, and I just realized that like yesterday. Wait, I didn't realize that until right this second. <laughs> Like right? <laughs> are you wait really? That you must be right. But are you? Because I mean, it's spelled it's spelled differently. A doobie is like a d o o b i e. I feel like that show is only considered a part of stoner culture retroactively. I'm not sure if it actually was intended to be. At I the think. Time. Well, no, I think it was though because it was during the time when like weed became huge. No, I guess you know? you're right. Or at least like socially normalized. It's not like people weren't smoking weed since 
you know, forever. I mean, it's not. Yeah, I mean, like, I, it was a kid's show. Obviously, they weren't like, oh, smoke some weed. But, like, clearly, yeah. it's like when you watch this show, I'm like, okay, this is what's really going on, but they're not saying that, yeah, you know? Yeah, Scooby-Doo was actually about smoking weed. And everybody knows it. It was. Anyway, that was yeah, a great exactly. email, Ryan. Thank you. Thank you. For opening my brain to the world of Well, I, I didn't know that I had that conversation yet, because apparently I had it with Cable in the future, and that was future Ryan who wrote in, mm, so. Okay, well, thanks to you in the future. Great point. Yeah. Speaking of which, you can all email us at the at gmail.com. And typically we read all the emails here on the show, but we didn't today because like we literally recorded the show right after releasing the last show. So, so sorry about that. Please email us, you know, just go yeah. ahead. We we love your emails. And you know what else? Wait, are we already at the plug section? That seems impossible. We sure are. Wow, I, this is I there's not a lot there was not a lot going on. I love a snappy I told app. you. I was like this episode's not going to be a long one. But anyway, um so in addition to emailing us, you can also call us. We haven't gotten a voicemail in a while, but it's pretty fun. So like if you want to call us, the number is 508 508- 319-1668 and if you don't live in the United States just put a 1 in front of that whole number and give us a call leave us a voicemail you, you we can't actually pick up by the way it's it's only voicemail so don't get all socially anxious about one of us actually saying hello that will never happen it is a voicemail only so some other stuff we can plug you can also send us actual physical yeah. mail whether it be a letter uh fan art or even like a x-men item that you think is cool and you want us to like do a play with on our youtube channel yeah you can send it over to us at p.o box 334 at natick massachusetts this, Ryan. it's 3344 there's two threes and there's two fours oh yeah I, did i say did i say 333 again okay 3344 <laughs> sorry so, P.O. Box 3344, Natick, Massachusetts, 01760. If you go to com, it's over there on the right yep. with all the other things you can check out, including our YouTube channel, yeah. which we do all sorts of fun stuff at. Uh, we have uh, animated series, or we take clips of the animated series and put the voiceovers from this show on there. We also do parody videos. We react to some old teenage videos that we, we made, made and put up there including and most X-Men importantly parodies that we made when we were yes. teenagers which okay by the way in the discord which i'll yeah. throw in a second uh there some of our fans were like talking about how much they like d2 which was our parody of x-men and like maddie and i did not think this many people would actually watch it and enjoy it so thank you for that that there are that many people who have watched d-men and d2 which were some x-men parodies we made as teenagers they are garbage but they are hilarious and so you can definitely enjoy those on the youtube channel and you can also enjoy let's plays of x-men games which is the main thing we're putting up over there um ryan and i are going to try to figure out some ways to continue doing those let's plays remotely maybe we'll like even do some of them live i don't know i would love to have a well we're we're gonna figure it out we we have who can say luckily depending on how long the COVID 19 pandemic is going to go on i actually have a couple more episodes to go and since we're currently bi-weekly mm-hmm. we might just line up just in time to like get together again in person well um, i'm a little more skeptical about that than ryan is because i think it might last longer than that so we'll see but no matter what happens with COVID 19 <laughs> we will continue producing content for you we'll do it remotely or we'll do it in person together if we can and 
you know what? It's not going to stop. We're just going to keep doing the show like we've always been. And you should definitely check out the YouTube channel and, and check that stuff out if you like this show, because uh, this podcast is every other Tuesday. But on those other Tuesdays that this show doesn't come out, we put up stuff on the YouTube. So like there is something for you every single week with the mutant ages. You just may yes. not realize it. And that's exactly good to know. Um, so speaking and also, of which, oh, I was going to say, because I brought up the discord, we also have a discord yeah. and it, that is linked up on the mutantages.com and we have a bunch of different channels in there but you know we talk to you guys there and all you other fans can talk with each other yeah it's mostly x-men talk but you know and just like yeah right now it's a good distraction so i would definitely recommend popping in there yeah especially if you're like keeping up on the comics you want somebody to talk to about like all that crazy shit that's a fun place to go um this is actually a really good time to catch up in the comics because they're not releasing until we get through the pandemic so this is a good time to catch up yes and you can talk to us about it on discord yeah so by the way we've also got a little thing called a patreon so i know money's really tight for a lot of people um unfortunately it's also but tight it's tight for, for us, us too, too. <laughs> <laughs> um so that's just a thing that's happening and if you happen to be somebody who has extra money who can support the show that's great we so appreciate the people who've continued to support us we understand it's hard to do that and we're obviously totally fan supported independent show we just do this because we love it and we we have to pay our hosting fees and everything else and you know that's that's something there's something we said for the patreon and in supporting us in all of that and we try to pay you back by giving you extra bonus content on that patreon like bonus episodes cool shit it's it's really great but mostly just we're grateful to anybody who can support the show at all during this time it yeah. means a ton to us like more it than really ever does to like have that support in this like time. i always say we're a completely fan supported show so like we don't make money off this otherwise and yeah. right now it's it, for me it's like the only thing i'm doing so <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's it's not the only thing i'm doing but uh you know things are uncertain in this in this cruel world so uh it's always good to have some income from from one of the many projects that that we yes. try to do so we really really appreciate that especially in this yeah we really do we're really grateful for all of you time and yeah we love you guys and even if you can't give money please consider sharing the show with your friends, talking about it, sharing a YouTube video. If that's more your speed than sharing the podcast, whatever we, you can also leave us a review if you would like and give us, if you can do a written review on whatever app you use to listen to podcasts, but you can also give us a star rating that helps increase our visibility. So especially right now when a lot of people don't have a lot of things to do, this is a great time to pass around a podcast. If you think we're good. Yeah. Uh, Twitter. Oh, Twitter. Yeah, okay, so we're media. we're everywhere. We're all over social media. We usually do that first. Okay, so we're on we are on Tumblr, Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest. I'm screaming at the microphone. I'm sorry. Twitter. Uh, <laughs> Twitter, and we're on Twitter individually. I'm at Ryan Pagella. I'm at Midi Myers, and that's what I am on pretty much every other platform as well. But you know what? We're also the Mutant Ages on Twitter and everywhere yes. else. So follow yes. all those things you know exactly follow them keep up with us follow us follow us follow the yellow brick road where wolverine is dorothy <laughs> oh my god we have i don't have anything else to say to so much other media in this episode like we have done it all we've done scooby-doo we've when done the, the episode Mermaid. doesn't we've done wizard of oz <laughs> we've done it all it's all we can talk about because all there's the nothing classics. to say done. about this episode the episode and now and with that this is over <laughs> We will and now see you the podcast is over. X see you next time. The